You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code PLAY for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. It's time to have a presence and public reputation that unapologetically flaunt the fire that fuels your brand. It's time to say goodbye to the stereotypes and the one-size-fits-most tactics as your visibility marketing and branding finally begin to attract the right people, your people. This is Marketing from the Inside Out. This is the Flaunt Your Fire podcast. Welcome back to the show. I am excited. Today I am joined by a special guest and he goes by Vision the Poet and his real name is Perry and wow, he's an incredible poet. He's an activist. He's a youth poetry educator. He's also a graduate of Dickinson College and he focuses on identity using his poetry and performance to tackle difficult conversations, which I thought is so important to bring to you given the current climate and the current nature of what is happening in America, um, specifically in black communities, but I'm going to say in all communities, honestly, like right now, it's really impossible to escape and to not lean into difficult conversations publicly. And that's exactly what he specializes in diving into. And so his poetry unpacks race, racism, mental health, male privilege, patriarchal power, toxic masculinity, and the many other manifestations of interpersonal violence. And he's been featured in so many places. Um, he's been featured on TV One's Versus Flow, I'm sorry, <laughs> Versus and Flow, as well as CNN's Black in America 5. Um, he's just been on so many different platforms. And one of the things that really drew me into him and keeping in touch that we're going to talk about here is one of his short series that's animated um, both on YouTube and Instagram called Trasher Peace Theater, where he really navigates being able to tell personal stories in a way that touches people's hearts and still somehow, um, you know, not have friends that were involved in these stories be angry with him. And I think that that's an important thing to touch on here. So I'm really excited and I'm ready to get this episode on the road. So let's get to it. 
I'm happy to be here. It's, it's an amazing show. And I'm definitely happy to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. So to take our audience on a little bit of a journey, <laughs> I met you through a previous podcast guest, Donnie Jackson, um, who's not related to me. So if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to the episode, go back and give it a shout. But Donnie's also another poet, um, a writer and a producer. And we were sitting in a coffee shop talking about marketing and visibility and strategy. And I'm like, hey, have you thought about LinkedIn for your poems? <laughs> not knowing what kind of poems <laughs> you create and content you create. Uh, and I yeah. remember you saying to go over to your Instagram and check out one of the videos and then get back to you and let you know if it's LinkedIn appropriate. So <laughs> I remember. I remember Donnie like giving me the look like, dude, it's not. And then even even Mark, we were at, we were at Uncle Bob, and they were giving me. They were like, nah, it's not. You were like, I'll, I'll be the. I'll let me just look at it. And you're like, you hit me up later than that. Like, yeah, no, it's definitely not. But I will tell you the power and really just like getting to know the people that you're meeting, um, whether it's you know a quick at the checkout line or a full blown coffee date because. It's become one of my favorite guilty pleasures when I really need a hard laugh or I'm having a hard day to go over to your Instagram. For those of you listening, it's at Vision Poet and check out Trash to Peace Theater and see what the latest video is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty absurd. And, and the, the wild part about it is it's like they're all true stories from back in the day. Like I, w- I wish that I wish I was this creative to be able to make up the things that I've that I've created, but yeah, so I want to dive into that because you like you can't make up some of these stories and they're just like off the wall crazy. Like, A, I can't believe this is your life. But B, like you've made them so <laughs> funny in the way that you retell it. And I think that there's value in that even to business owners. Um, and I say that because I know a lot of my listeners own businesses or are personal brands and I think that there's immense power in being able to share personal experiences um, in a way that compels others to feel like they know, like, and trust you. So could you tell me a little bit about, like, how you started Traster Peace Theater and what inspired you to do that? Definitely. I mean, for the longest, people just knew me as, like, a, a poet and a poetry teacher, or, you know, a mentor. I've coached and t- I've, I've taught poetry. I've had a... Um, a, a a residency at Swarthmore College for a few years, teaching their poetry team and their poetry collectives, and and I've coached uh, the Philadelphia Youth Poetry teams to a few uh, international championships, and so people knew me as this one thing. Um, and one day, I was telling a story. The very first trash of history, I was you know I was saying like, hey, you know, I had a I've had a stalker since the MySpace days, and people are like, how the heck do you have a stalker that long? And so I went to tell the story on my IG story, like it was literally one slide at a time. I was just telling the story. And I was like, that's not the only long-term stalker I've had. And they were like, dude, you got to tell that story too. So I was like, I'll tell it next Saturday at, at noon. You know, I'm just, I was tired of typing. And then I told that story. And it became one story after another every Saturday at noon on Instagram stories, literally just typing it in one slide at a time. And people would tune in. Hundreds of people started tuning in just to read these reads one slide at a time. Um, then it was thousands of people doing it. And after a while, I was like, you know, this will look really good. Um like, like visually. So I taught myself an animation suite and started to like animate. I went back and started animating the stories, um, the ones that I had already told on my IG story. And what I found is people who had known me for years like, absolutely felt closer to me because it wasn't like I was this super conscious, you know, wordsmith. It was like, nah, he's just like me. He's, he's had, you know, crazy things that happened in, in his college days. And 
he's had crazy things that happened in his neighborhood just like me and I, now like you know my engagement is going up like crazy you know people are constantly kind of like you know just trying to connect and talk about the things and there's always amazing comments in the section like it's, it's really drawn me in closer to the audience that i have because they feel like that number one i'm a little bit more accessible but also like i'm very like i'm just like there's no difference in what i'm doing like i can write a little bit you know i can teach a little bit but i'm also just like them so that's literally how it started me talking about a stalker that i've had forever since like the myspace days since like 2004 it's or five crazy, like that. A, that you even had a stalker because it's something that i don't hear many men talk about um and you know a lot of women have had it but maybe they don't publicly feel comfortable talking about that um but b like than talking about that publicly. So I'm curious to know, like, how did you land on doing this consistently? I think you said on Saturdays at 12? Yeah, Saturdays at noon. I don't know. It was like a random thing. Like, I didn't have a name for it or anything. It was very, very um, super organic. It was just me telling the stories. And I was, like, playing around. I was like, you know, this is a little series that I'm going to do. And, you know, just joking around with my followers. And then just me, you know, having fun with words. You know, just started calling it Trash to Peace Theater because the stories were just like so ridiculously absurd and it just stuck. And then people just started like asking me, like, when's the next Trash to Peace Theater coming out? When's the next Trash to Peace Theater coming out? Um, but I've, I've realized that this, I've, what I've taken from my poetry, I've, I'm now using in my storytelling. You know, I've always taught my the, the kids I've worked with to be to not to be afraid to be vulnerable. Even if you don't share it, be as vulnerable as you can, as you can in your work, even if you want to get like you know, um, super artsy with it, super Badu with it, and just kind of write it and put it in a little bowl and burn it with some sage. Whatever you got to <laughs> do, just kind of get it out. Because it's, it's so freeing to tell your story. And um, that's kind of where it's at right now. I, I want to I be able to tell my story on my terms um, so that nobody could ever, ever say anything. Like, nobody, there's, no, there's nothing embarrassing anybody can say about me. I'll animate my all my embarrassing moments. I don't care. I love that. So for those of you listening that don't know the reference point, by Badu, he means... Erica Badu. She's an incredible singer and writer. Yeah. Um, but I just love that you're bringing that back to vulnerability because I too believe that there is power in being able to tell your story and also find humor in that. So I'm curious to know once you decided like, okay, I'm going to do this thing consistently, did that start to shift, you know, your feelings about telling the stories at all? Um, a little... Um, I made sure that I was like, um, the number one, I wanted to be as truthful as possible, but also like I, I had to make sure that I wasn't telling anybody else's story. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I was very, very conscious of that. Um, I, I, I love, I think humor is like a, a big bridge for all of us. I don't know too many people who don't like to laugh. Um, so like humor was always going to be a part of it, but being able to tell us, being able to like, talk about a serious situation and, and add some humor to it is, I, I think is a gift that I was given um, and you know, if nothing else, like the bottom, like a lot of the bottom line within trash to peace kind of hinges on like the way we, as young men navigated masculinity, navigated, you know, poor, poor choices, but also like some, you know, masculinity that was kind of put onto us. Like, this is what it means to be a young man. Then learning like, no, that's not it. So it's talking about that can be very embarrassing, but also like if somebody gets a laugh out of that, I'm fine with that. You know, and, and on top of that, being vulnerable, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot seven, 300 pounds. So if I can be vulnerable, I feel like it, I, it may give permission to some other people, specifically other young men, to be vulnerable as well. Like, hey, there's nothing wrong with it. If, he, if he's as big as he is, he's a big guy. He's a quote unquote manly guy. 
this that, that doesn't there's no reflection on me if I'm also being vulnerable. If that makes sense. That makes complete sense, and I think that there's absolute power in that. Um, and I just want to acknowledge you for recognizing, you know, that your voice can change the way that other men see being vulnerable. There's a lot of power in that. Um, I am really curious to know, like, you know, have you ever found at any point in sharing these personal stories that, you know, it's come back to have other people who maybe were a part of the story feel some kind of way? Not yet. Uh, what? Let me not. Let me not. Not, not like a. In a bad way. There's this one story. There's like the Donnie's favorite story. Actually, is the is the hotel story, and I don't want to give it away. I said like, it'll be a nice little surprise for anybody who's listening oh, who goes check it, to, who goes to check it out. You have to listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my friends who were there with me that night, they were like, it was a story that was like we were sworn to secrecy, <laughs> and I felt it was time for us to kind of share that with the world. So they, I got a whole bunch of phone calls like, dude, I can't believe you told that. And it was, but it wasn't like in a bad way. It, they were laughing about it because I felt like I did it justice. I felt like I made it kind of absurd. I painted it as absurd as it was. <laughs> um, and I think looking back on it now, like everybody's kind of, we all kind of, we can all laugh at it. But it was like in the moment, it was so intense. So with that one, um, yeah, there, it was some phone call. It was definitely some phone calls that evening when I told that story. Um, but other than that, like, nah, like... The, what I what I actually have is people who call me up preemptively, like apologizing for things in the past. And I'm like, I had I didn't even remember that story. But now that you said it, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to, to write that. <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> because people would think that it would be the other way around. So I think there's power in you saying that because just for some context, number one, you have to go check out his stories on Instagram. But number two, just for context in the meantime, is that some of these stories are about like, you know, dating situations with like cougars and stalkers and um, yeah. all kinds of craziness. I mean, it is truly trash, Derpeace Theater. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So to be able to see that like you've spoken from so much vulnerability and truth in your stories and sometimes even friends were involved with these or people that you've dated and even you still have not, you know, suffered any consequences, I think is powerful to say because I know that many people can have this fear about telling their story because they're afraid of what might happen or what someone might think. Um, if there were any advice that you could give to someone who's in that place that they're afraid, what would you say to them? If The truth is the truth, and there's so much power in the truth. And at the end of the day, you know, everybody's not going to be happy with the work that you that you create. And, you know, and, I, and I've learned that as a poet, there's going to be some people who just don't, it's not their cup of tea, it's not their thing, they have a different opinion, and that's fine. But your truth is your truth. And you should tell your truth when you're comfortable, no matter what. Like, never be, like, don't put too much pressure on yourself to, like, make make the, to share it with the world if you don't want to like i said if you want to just write some stuff down and just get it out of your system get that energy out and just kind of tuck it away or rip it up that's fine but the truth is the truth and there's so much power in the truth there's so much power in telling your story it, one of the things that made me switch within my poetry to being i'm a very very um introspective writer when it comes to my poetry um there was a um there was an elder on the scene named queen and Queen had to be like in her 60s or 70s at the time. And I was I may have been like 20, 25. And Queen said to me, I love your poetry, Vision. I love it. But I don't know anything about you. 
And that just shocked me. That just that jolted me because I was like, I was writing about like geopolitics and social issues, but never wow. talking about myself. And for somebody who had watched me for a couple years write and perform to say they knew nothing about me was just that was like a, a wake up call for me. And I'm like, I'm never going to let that happen again. Like, I'm going to make sure that I'm telling my story. I'm going to write this on my own terms so that nobody can come behind me and tell my side of the story. Like, I'm going to tell my side of the story. So there's so much power. There's, there's, there's so much liberation in that. I feel so liberated every Saturday when I post the story. No matter how embarrassing it is, I feel I feel amazing every Saturday. Even with, like in the comments, people are like, you know, clowning me. Like, you know, you know, just kind of like, you know, just because once you see the stories, you understand. People are like making fun, but it's it's all in it's all in good nature. It's like there's some, there's something just great. It's like a a, a a boulder being lifted off you. Like, look, this happened. Boom. Now we can all laugh about it. Like, it's so liberating. Hmm. It also sounds like maybe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It has helped you with your creativity a bit. Definitely. I mean, I've never, I have like next to no visual art skills, but I was able to teach myself animation and being able to paint those times are very important to me and paint it in, in, a, in a very authentic way. Like most of the stories take place between like 1995 and maybe 2005. Um, so being able to like paint the, the, the scenario, like being able to put what's in my mind, not just the words on paper, but being able to like what I visualize in my mind, being able to put that there. Um, yeah. And for me, you know, I, I, as a Philadelphia native, I love being able to paint Philly during that time. But what I found was uh, one of my initial worries was like, is this going to be too Philly? Um, what I'm finding is people from all around the world now, because it's, that time is so distinctive, um, people yeah. are picking up. They may not pick up on the Philly references, but they pick up on the language. They pick up on the the, the, the clothes I have, the, the, the characters wearing and things like that. So it, there's there's a sense of like nostalgia also there, but me being able to paint Philly and be as creative as possible with that has definitely um, has, has has increased my 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 self worth with regards to being an artist. Like you know, and I push myself. I, I I seriously push myself every week with this to try to be more creative. Do you feel like sharing your stories has changed the way that you see yourself at all? Um, I th I think so. I think. Um, it's not even I think I, I know so like it's again, I, I was so concerned with image for so long. And because I because I work with youth poets, because I work with, you know, adult poets as well, um, I've always wanted them to kind of see me in a certain way. Like that will be the thing that would give me um, like uh, like the, the cosign that I needed. If I'm if, if my image is this one way, then it's boom. But what I found out is the the kids who even who are now adults. Like, yo, I didn't notice about you, Vision. Like, we, it felt like I, we, I missed an opportunity to connect with them differently. You know, and now, it's, you know, it all worked out. But I, now it's like, I think being as honest and open, it, it, it opens up so many different doors. It doesn't mean that I'm not a good poet. It doesn't mean that I don't have, um, I don't, I, I'm not a good teacher or I don't have the credentials to be a teacher. None of that, like all my, all those fears I had, they were for nothing. You know, I was always afraid to be able to kind of people to look at me a certain kind of way if they knew my, my history, knew my past. Like everybody knows that I'm from North Philly. Like I don't hide that. But, you know, the kind of things that I went through, whether you're in I'm, I'm learning whether you're in Compton or whether you're in Congo, like we kind of all have very similar stories um, attached yeah. to like how we interact with people. It might again different settings, but kind of that's these same experiences that I'm, I'm I, that I've learned by just you know, telling these stories.
So it's it's boosting me. Yeah. Yeah, I find that um, one of the things that we can convince ourselves is that when we step into business, when we step into being a personal brand or being a poet or a teacher or whatever it may be, that we have to leave ourselves at the table, you know, and we have to shelve certain pieces of ourselves. But what I'm hearing is that the more you stepped into yourself, the more you were able to connect with the people around you on a deeper level. They were no longer just members of the audience, but they started having real conversations with you. And that's really where the magic happens is getting people from being passive listeners into active, engaged relationships. You you nailed it. Like I couldn't have said that any better myself. Like what I'm finding is people who supported me just being, you know, vision poet, the the touring, you know, spoken word artist or whatever, are now like super like they're invested in me as a person, as being invested in me as a poet. Yeah. There's that connection there where where like it's 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 so hard to like describe, but it's very real. Like whereas before they they just I love his poetry, you know, or he's a good performer, and I'll go see him when he comes to town. Now there's legitimate like serious and great conversations, engaging conversations, and and you know it's like this guy is is more than just some art on stage, and, and I've always wanted to be that. I, I never just wanted to be this this tall guy on stage doing words. I never wanted to be that. Very Incredibly good. tall, by the way. <laughs> I feel like a midget next to you at five four. <laughs> so I'm really curious to hear as you've gone on this journey of bringing more of yourself, more of your vulnerability into how you're showing up in the world. Has that changed at all how you feel about your network? It, it does. Um, partly because I realized that do, do I really want the support of people who don't want me to be myself holistically. And that's the conversation I had to have with myself. Um, I was talking, you know, yeah. just kind of talking to to a young lady and we were cool and she's a very, she's an amazing person. And once I started animating the story, she was like, you're too ratchet for me. And I was like, I was, I'm the same person that I was two weeks ago. I'm the same person, but for whatever reason, these stories kind of just oh like, gosh. I don't like who this person that I'm, that I'm talking to is. And I'm like, that's fine. And, and, it, and it hurt my feelings a little bit. I had to be honest. But it's also like, I don't want people in my life, whether on a personal level or a business level, who want me to slice up myself, who want me to hide parts of myself. I don't want that. And that was a really good lesson. That was a very good, you know, I'm very grateful for that, 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 um, that early lesson. You know, and I guess this is very early. This was during the days where I was I wasn't even animating the stories. I was just kind of typing them up. And that made me feel again, it sucked in the moment. But then I had a revelation like this is who I, I want this kind of the people who want me to be myself is who I want to market myself to is who I want to kind of, you know, to go see when I'm on the road. I want y'all to see me holistically. And if I can't be all of me. Then I, why are we we should we, we probably shouldn't even be in business or even have a personal relationship if I have to hide who I am I don't like that I don't and I don't want to I don't want to base any business on that like either. Uh, I'm getting chills hearing you say that because I I do want to really hone in for those of you that do not know what vision looks like. Vision yeah. is a black man in America, and especially at a time like this where we're in the middle of a social justice movement. I'm going to try not to get teary-eyed. It is really big and important to hear that that is not the norm for Black people in America. Um, And I don't mean to necessarily center this back on race, but I think that people of color 
can very easily feel like, especially in the business world, but I'm going to say just in life, that we have to leave pieces of ourselves at the door, that we have to check and chop up pieces of who we are and show up in a certain way that's going to appease others. And so to, number one, hear a human say that they're not going to do that, because I think that shows up for even our white listeners to where they've been told that they need to be something that they're not in order to get to the next place. I think it's even more powerful to hear it from a black man in America, that you are willing to fully be yourself. And also to hear on the other side of that, that you made that decision early enough before what I think can sometimes happen to people is we say, well, I'm just going to change this one little thing for this person or this one little thing for this opportunity. And before you know it, you're looking back a year later and you're like, what happened? That is very, very accurate. And I'm grateful to be able to have some amazing people in my corner. Like I, I, I'm, I have big goals for Trash to Peace Theater. Like I'm hoping, like it's not even a hope, like I'm manifesting that it's going to be something very big. And and I've had conversations with myself like, all right, this is it can be a little raunchy sometimes. It is some language issues. Like, and I had to think like, are you willing to like water this down to get where you want to go? And I had to think like, I don't think I am. And I don't think I should have to. There's a there's a family guy that's very raunchy on Netflix. There's Big Mouth, and that's very like if I, I'm not going to do. I, I think I'm gonna, it, I'm going to lose a part of myself. And at the end of the day, I have to be able to look in the mirror when it's all said and done, regardless of what my checking account or savings account says, regardless of what any portfolio says. I have to look at myself in the mirror and like what I see. And I have to like I don't want to be in a crowd of people making sure I have like like. What can I say here? What can I say here? Like, no, like, be. I want to be myself. And that's so important. And, and we do have to check that at the door. We do have to wear different hats. We do have to code switch. And some of that is really great. Some of, I mean, some of that can, it, it works in your benefit. But if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you don't like it, why are you doing what you're doing? If you if you can't be yourself, why are you be, why are you doing what you're doing? Oh. And that's, and I, again, I was grateful that that happened early with Trash to Peace. And I'm grateful to have people in my corner because I've even bounced it off. I'm like, hey, you know, what do you think? You think I should tone this down? You think I should change this? And like, hell no. Don't even think about it. This is who you are. So I'm grateful for that. You know, and I'm grateful for these lessons. It's, but, you, but you're absolutely right. It, this business in general, but specifically business as a, as a black man and as a black woman, it, it would definitely put you to that test. Absolutely. And I think that there's power in recognizing that you were able to build an entire network of people that love you for exactly who you are and are your roaring fans. And I, I think that a lot of times we can tell ourselves that we need to speak to everyone. And that's how we get the status and the success and the followers but I think there's power in being able to hear firsthand from you, a person who's talking about like trash or peace theater related content, um, embarrassing personal stories. And you were still able to continue to grow your, your community. I'm going to say, because from what I have seen, your people are fully invested in you. They're not just passively listening and they love that. Um, And I think like, you know, 
I'd love to hear your perspective of this as someone who is constantly on stages and and also listening to other people on stages. But I think you can feel when someone's fully showing up with their whole self and when they're kind of chopping up pieces of that or watering pieces down because it's what they think they need to do. They, so I, I, we we, we absolutely know when somebody's being authentic. <laughs> that energy doesn't lie and it, 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 it's, it does a really poor job at masking itself. So we totally know that. And I think that's what people connect to. You know, I, I connect to, I think about who I connect to. I connect to like artists who bear their soul, you know, who you can hear, like when I'm listening to music, I can hear like all the pain or all the joy in their voice. You know, like, like I think about, you know, Stevie Wonder or Kurt Cobain or Donny Hathaway, you hear every single emotion that they felt in that moment. And that's what we connect to. It's not about who is the best poet, who has the best words. Like, no, who do you connect to? Who has the best slogan? That's cool. But do you connect with them? Do they make you feel like they're themselves? And then in turn, you can be yourselves because that's the part we leave out. When you're yourself, you empower other people to be themselves. When you your when you're yourself, you give permission to people who who don't know if they can be themselves, and that's the good stuff right there. And and I and I, and I learned that on, and I'm grateful that I'm that I've been able to travel the world, tour the world with my friends, and be my authentic self doing poetry, and that's absolutely transferred over to to um the storytelling because in poetry we're expected to kind of tell the truth, but a lot of times we will kind of slice and dice it and watch what truth we tell and watch what stories we won't tell. And I'm seeing that now online with people who want to speak up, who may have 200, 300, 400,000 followers but, and aren't saying anything about the current state of affairs right now because they don't want to lose followers. And I would much rather have my 21,000 that I can speak directly to than have a bunch that, I, I, that I'm, I'm afraid of losing. You know, like that, that matters to me. And, and again, if, if, what, if what you've built, if you can't speak your authentic self, and I'm talking to like, you know, some, some, um, some specific creators right now, if you can't speak. If you can't be yourself in this moment where your heart is is, is shredding and you're and you're having a visceral response to, to, to the news, if you can't put that on your feed, if you can't put up a podcast about that, if you if, if you feel like you can't do that, then what have you built? And that's a conversation that we need to have with ourselves. Absolutely. And I'll even dare to say that I am willing to lose followers. Goodbye. Unfollow, unsubscribe. If you're expecting me to not talk about the current state of affairs yep. or not address how we really yep. feel about things, um, polarization is necessary. People can look Absolutely. at it as an evil, manipulative thing, but I don't yeah. see it that way. I think there are certain places in life that you have to choose to be this or, or that. And especially right now, either you're racist or you're anti-racist because there really is no gray area, you know, if we're going to be real. So- Boom. I do want to um, say that, yeah. like, right now, one of the things yeah, that's I, I agree. is as people are starting to hear and listen to more Black voices than they ever have before in this country, um, I think that one of the things that's been on the radar is that there's more than one way to do things. And I wanted to hear your perspective on that, especially as a creative, you know, um, who writes and does poetry. And then you also have to perform with that. But I think that sometimes we can take for granted that there's way more than one way to do things. And just because we see someone do something in a way that might be deemed as ratchet or cursing or inappropriate doesn't mean it doesn't get the job done. (laughs) 
definitely. I, I think I, I, again, I'm blessed in regards to being in Philly, and Philly kind of always done did things differently, poetry wise. You know, like the the model back in the day was kind of like you you know you go to a poetry slam, you win it, you go on a poetry team, you get a viral video, and that's how you kind of get booked. Po- Philly wasn't that kind of a, a city. You know, it was it was very very different. Um, so we, like it, it's it was like a part of the culture to it, to try something different. Like don't worry about kind of going with the with with the wave right now create the new wave and that's the one thing that i've you know and if, and if that's the one thing that i've kind of like that i've been trying to be on you know at the when when i started trash tweets i didn't know anything i didn't even know that was a <laughs> thing where people could actually use instagram stories to tell actual instagram stories um it was just like pictures that in slides like wait a minute we can actually tell stories on this, this is cool um and again it was if i think a lot of times creatives we get we get uninspired when we can't do things the way we see them in our heads that we feel like we got to get, this is the way that we I'll do it this way now. And then when I make it, I'll kind of do things my own way. And I, I do, I do get that. I understand that sentiment because at the end of the day, we all have ambitions, but doing things your way, doing things differently, doing things your within, within your authentic self. Like when you get the result that you want, it's so much, it's such a better feeling. And I'm nowhere near where I want to be right now. But I, but I do have a successful animation series right now, which is I, I never thought I'd, I, I never even dreamed of having that. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a liberating feeling. You know, the being a creative can be difficult because, you know, you see one thing specifically now with, uh, you know, with the rise of social media, you see what's successful. So, you know, like maybe that's what I, the way I have to do this or you try it differently and it doesn't immediately get the result of somebody else who may be viral or maybe, you know, having sponsored deals on YouTube or whatever. Um, but you got to stay the course and be true to yourself and take a chance. It's okay to take chances. And I, and I don't just mean that from an artistic standpoint. I mean, that that can be a business, do something different, have a different business model. Why not take a chance, take a chance, If be creative. Like don't, just because the folks, I feel like a lot of times when we, when we get into business, we, we feel like business means not creative. Like they're like the on opposite ends of the spectrum and they can so be the same thing. They can so intertwine and there's times where they need to be separate, but there's times where they absolutely have to be together. And I know so many people who have gone into the business world who are artists, who are, who are painters, who are poets and singers. And we're seeing that now with folks, you know, at home, you know, working from home or, you know, they, they may not be, they, they may have hmm. gotten like, you know, furloughed or whatever. And they're home making TikTok videos of them dancing and singing do that like apply that in life it's okay don't get away from who you are as an authentic person this is great but when when things go back to quote-unquote normal like don't get away from that use that in your be different it's okay that's what we like that's the thing that draws us in we don't need another this other person we need a first you this is what we need so i mean i'm not sure if that answered the question totally but you know this is a that's a very very um dear topic to my heart people trying to like creatives feeling like they have to blend in and it's like nah like start a new wave this hasn't been one way that people have been painting there's been different there's been rococo and when they were done with that it was this it was baroque it was ro- it was cubism it was this like like uh. go on to whatever the next thing is don't be afraid to be the first person to start that you know and, and, and it's a lonely road sometimes it is and it can it's not and it doesn't happen overnight sometimes but right don't be afraid I think it applies to creatives and I'm going to say maybe even more so it applies to business owners. I feel like sometimes in the world of traditional business, there's like this, here's how you need to do things as a coach. Here's how you need to do things as a therapist. Here's how you need to do things as a personal trainer. 
you know, handbook and everyone follows it. And everything you just said is the very reasons why I say that that doesn't Mm -hmm. work, that you need to be more of yourself. And there's power in bringing that creativity and that fun and that excitement and that innovation that you bring to your TikTok videos, you know, as you described back into your nine to five or into your business when the quarantine's over, because it's in that energy and in that, uh, those feelings and emotions that that can bring up that you might land on your next big idea. Definitely. I I couldn't agree with you more. And And I feel like a lot of times we feel stagnant at work or we feel stagnant being artists because we're not being ourselves because we've boxed ourselves in because we say this, I, I have to do it this way. And it's even with the way I, I teach poetry, I teach the classics. You know, I, I, I teach Shakespeare. I'll teach Hughes or Brooks or Giovanni. I'll teach that. But then take that, 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 that fun, the fundamentals, that baseline and go your own way with it. I don't want you to sound like them. I want you to sound like you. It's not about recreating that. I want you to take what you're doing and then run with it. Like, and I feel like a lot of times, you know, not everybody has the privilege of having a, you know, a boss like that, supervisor, whatever, you know, leadership like that. But, but when you're your own, like you said, if you're a coach or a therapist, like it's okay to kind of be out the box a little bit, experiment. If it don't work, it don't work. Don't do it again. If it does work, apply it going forward. And then when you get bored with that, do Absolutely. the same thing all over again. Absolutely. Try something different. So, I wanted to ask you. <laughs> And I don't know if you're prepared for this question, and it just kind of popped up. But I think one of the things on the radar Uh-oh. right now <laughs> is selling at a time where we are literally in the middle of what some people would consider to be a social justice movement. And I wanted to know yeah. how you feel about selling your products and services right now. It's it's definitely been a um, it, it's it's been a, a, a struggle a balance because even prior to the you know b- prior to the uprising there was a pandemic and people have lost their jobs and people are kind of struggling um, so I was I kind of fell back even like with the last two weekends of the uprising I didn't post a full length uh, trash to piece episode I ended up I didn't post anything last weekend. It just didn't feel right in my spirit to be posting because I wasn't there. So I was going to be again. I didn't want to be fake to myself. So I'm like, I'm going to be authentic. I don't feel like laughing right now. I don't feel like, you know, putting up something funny and then having a comment about it. That's not where I'm at right now. So I was authentic to myself. But then during the week, somebody hit me up and was like, dude, I respect what you did. But if you have it in you, can you post this weekend? Because it's an escape for me. I needed an escape. And then I was like, damn, that's another part of being an artist. When you're an artist, it's not about you. When you make art, it's not about it's not all about you anymore. So I had to take that charge, and I'm like, all right, I don't have the energy to kind of do the, you know, the seven eight minute John, but I'll I'll put up like a three minute episode that we can just kind of goof off on on a Saturday, if if you need an escape. So um, it's it's been difficult, like you know, trying to market merch and put up ads and things like that, because it's almost like you know, read the room, dude. Like everybody don't have money right now, but it's also like there are some people who are looking to like they need something different. They need some. They're looking for this, so it's just it's, it's it's been a balance, and I'm still working on it to be honest. Um, but it doesn't feel like it. I don't really feel like being like a, a super capitalist right now because it just it's not where my my spirit is. And I'm not telling people don't do that, but my spirit 
hasn't really been there like recently. Um, but it was good to kind of hear a bunch of people saying, and, and if you read the comments um, from the latest episode, people are saying like, yeah, we, I needed this. I needed this. So it's, it's been a balance and it's been tough, you know, but, but, but also just being true to my own humanity. Like I didn't feel like it. I wasn't feeling, that was the first one I had missed. I, I started in January of 2018 and I haven't put up a, like I haven't missed a single uh, Saturday, whether it's written or animated, you know, in like 60, 70 some weeks. And that was the first one I missed, but I was, it wasn't because I was lazy. It wasn't because, you know, I, I missed a deadline or I didn't get it done. It was done. I just didn't feel like doing it personally. And I had to be true to myself. So it's it's been a it's, it's a rough balance. It really is. And I understand folks who are like, you know, struggling to like market themselves right now. I get it. I do. But also like your bills gotta yes. get paid, bro. So your bills gotta I, get paid, I sis. want two things to not be lost is number one, you do have to create space to be true to yourself and to take care of your feelings and yeah. emotions right now, especially with you being you know, another body of color, another man of color, and you're seeing these situations yeah. that are very traumatic happening to people that look like you. And I also want to say that it's not to be lost of, for the people listening, that your audience needed that. They missed you. They wanted you to still show up. And so I think that yeah. If we're taking some time yeah. off because we need it emotionally to refuel ourselves and to be able to come back as our whole self, great. That's important to do. But if we're taking it off because we're afraid of what people might say or think from us showing up, not good because you never know who your product, yeah. your service, your content is supporting. And I, I think Absolutely. that no matter what you do in business – or the arts, which is still a business, if we're going to be real. <laughs> Our work is impacting definitely, other people. Definitely. And I think that there's an important reframe here is that when we're showing up and we're promoting something, it really can be reframed less about being a sales item or selling to people that feels kind of dirty for some people. Maybe we can look at that as an invitation to something that can support them. Whether it's a solution to their problem, a laugh on a very dark and hard and depressing day, whatever that is, the things that you bring to the table is an invitation to support someone else. I'm going to say that I'm one of those people that I need you. I laughs. couldn't agree with you so I need you to show up, but I also need you to take care <laughs> of yourself too. I, I appreciate that. And, and and I couldn't reframe that better. Like I think you're, you, you said that 100% correct. And even if it's, you know, um, uh, whether you're a, if you're a physical trainer, people need that outlet. I know a friend of mine just bought a new, like a really cool T-shirt, and that made her feel amazing. So if you're t like whatever it is, you know, people people need you. You know, and I get, I do get the other side of it of feeling like you know you're, you you know you might not, you know you might not feel good doing it in the moment. You know, but again, if you reframe it and, and, and it's the truth, it's not like it's a it's a it's a hustle. You're not you know you're mincing words. Like no, people need what you're doing. No, people need you to show up. And I was I was grateful for Absolutely. that lesson last week. I weekend. think that there's a power that when you have stepped into your authenticity and shown up as yourself, the people you've attracted really want what it is that you bring. And so it's it's important to remember that at a time like this where it can feel different and sometimes even self-serving, dare I say so, to show up and to showcase your products, your service, your art, your apparel. But you're right, like 
I've watched clients that buying clothing from black owned brands right now is giving them life and being able to put that new shirt on or the new leggings is making them feel good about themselves. So it's definitely a reminder that what we do supports other people. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, and it's, and again, it's not, it's not easy in this moment, but it's, it's very necessary. Absolutely. So I always like asking two questions before my, um, my guests leave the show. One is what is one thing that has helped you step into flaunting your fire throughout your life? One thing that I've done to flaunt my fire? One thing that supported you along the way and being able to flaunt it. Oh, support it. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the 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 community that I'm from, like, is like I, I talk about being from North Philly all the time, and it's not just because like, hey, that's where I'm from, but it's like, no, like, I tell a story like in in, in one of the trash piece episodes where at first I was kind of like lying about being a poet. You know, I would like um, I, I thought I was being super cool poetry, dude. And it's like every Friday I would go do this um, this this spoken word event down in Philly, uh, down in downtown Philly called October Gallery. And I would be on the corner with my friends and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see a girl. And I was lying. But in my mind, I had made like poetry into this girl, like into like this metaphorical girl. <laughs> and my friends let me go along with the with the BS for like months. And finally, my friend Darnell was like, yo, you know, we know you do poetry, right? You know, we we support you, dude. And that, and and that's everything that I've ever done. My community that I've grown up in has been has been very very supportive, and I like I feel like no matter what, I always have a bunch of people behind me pushing me forward. So that's been the biggest thing, like knowing that number one, I have family who support me, but uh, there's a larger community that just wants to see me shine. Who like whatever you're doing, whether like it's poetry or storytelling or working with the kids or whatever you're doing. We support you. And that's boosted me up so much like over the years. And I, I can never put that into words. And I try to describe it a little bit in, within Trash the Peace. But if you see me represent, like, you know, referencing North or in the stories, I say North, N-O-R-F, <laughs> you know, a good old Philly accent. Um, it's, it's because of that. I've, I always feel affirmed. I, I always feel supported. I always feel loved being, you know, being from where I'm from. So beautiful. Um, <sighs> My next question for you is for my listeners and i'm sure some will come this way from your demographic as well and your followers on instagram there was one thing that you could tell them to go do or to take away from this conversation what would it be because we like to keep people in action yeah i would say that chance that you're that you're wavering on that thing that you're like i don't know just try it just try it. If it don't work, then it don't work. And I got that specifically from Donnie Jackson. Like, I always check in with Donnie before I do something. And Donnie be like, try it. Like, I called Donnie before I did the animation. And he was like, do it. If it don't work, don't do it next week. And it was so <laughs> simple. <laughs> it was so... And I was like, wait a minute. I did, I made this way bigger than it had to be. If it didn't work, if it don't work, don't do it next week. And it was so simple the way he said it. And that's what I'll charge other people with. That chance, that thing you're trying, that thing you're afraid to do, try it. If it don't work, don't do it next week. And it's, it's, it's really that simple. You don't have to commit to it. If it doesn't work, you don't have to do it. Try Absolutely. something different after that. Absolutely. So he said something on the podcast. Um, and again, if you're listening and you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it. What are you waiting yeah, he's, for? He's a wealth of gems. He's no joke. Absolutely. But uh, he said... 
what was it? The willingness to fail spectacularly. I might be chopping up how he said it, but he said that if you're willing to fail spectacularly, that if it doesn't work, right? Okay. You learn some things from it, but Mm -hmm. if it does, and if it's out of your comfort zone, the success on the other side of that is so worth that risk. Yeah. I, I and I, I've heard that from um from stand up comedians like I listen to like a bunch of stand up comedians I try to I try to take things from other you know artists as well and they always say the same thing they're not a, the, the great ones aren't afraid to get on stage and bomb they're not afraid to get on stage and just have like some silence and like okay that doesn't work don't tell that joke next week or you know it didn't <laughs> didn't work maybe I need to work on the timing so I, you you have to be able to 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 you have you have to put yourself out there. To, to be okay with being embarrassed a little bit, to failing a little bit, because once you work that out, oh my God, you're going to feel so much, but there's going to be so much liberation in that. Absolutely. And coming from the marketing and visibility and strategy background, I have to say that like, you know, putting yourself out there, failure or success, it gives you data to work with. Definitely. When we just stay and not take the action, we have no information. Um you know, it's it's part of the reason why we have science experiments, right? Because they give us data to draw conclusions. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. If you if, if you've ever seen me do a poem for the first time, trust me, that's not how the poem when I was on stage butchering it. I just didn't let you know. I was kind of freestyling through it. Um, but then, I, but the, <laughs> the way I but at that point, I'm like, okay, that's where I need to memorize. Okay, that's where I'm not strong. That's the part I forgot. Now I can study up on that. You have to be able. You have to be you know unafraid to fail. Like it's it's okay. You will be okay. You will be okay. Uh, I still love this conversation and I, I want to deeply and sincerely thank you for showing up at a time that I know emotionally is very hard for people of color. Um, so I just want to thank you for coming here and pouring your soul and your energy into this podcast episode. And this has been, this has been absolutely amazing. This has been cathartic. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, number one, I love to talk to other creators, but I knew this, I knew I was going to have a great time talking to you after we had the conversation in Philly um, I, I just love talking with creative people, so I, I'm happy that it was. It was actually on time. Why was it? it's a crazy time right now? But this was right on time. This is exactly what I needed. So thank you. Thank you. I can say the same. I definitely needed this conversation today, and I think that people listening needed this too. I also think that things can feel very heavy right now, and I'm going to say that some of us need your laughs. We need your stories. They're so funny, and. I would love for you to tell everyone where they can go to learn more about you and to see more what you bring to the table. Sure, it's um, this Vision Poet V I S I O M P O E T on Instagram. Like, it's, like my, my, I post my stories every week on Instagram on my IGTV. But for folks who don't have Instagram, you can also find them on YouTube. And it's the same thing. If you put Vision Poet, just one word in, all the the, the insane absurdities will pop up. Yeah, you can't miss it. <laughs> They're so hilarious, um, but I will say that if you're in a situation where you can't have cursing happening yeah. out loud, um, I put, yeah, put, the, put the headphones in. on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like gratuitous for the sake of being gratuitous, but it's very authentic. Very, very. <laughs> and I think that um, it'll give people an opportunity to see, honestly, an insider's perspective of some of the Black experience, because I think that more people need to see the many sides of what it means to be black in America. 
you know, and there's so many different layers of that and everyone's story and history and experiences are different. So I really just appreciate you for putting out yours um, and especially going back into one of my favorite eras, which is like from yeah. the 90s good. to the early Good times, good times. <laughs> Thank God we didn't have social media. <laughs> Great times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great music. Absolutely. It's very stories. good times. Very good times. And I, and, I, and I hope that I continue to do a good job of kind of painting that era because it's very dear to my heart. I am so glad that we were able to record this podcast episode. Um, we had originally planned to talk about different things than we did. And just the conversation naturally flowed in another direction. And life has been flowing in many different directions. But I wanted to bring this back to you to say, if you're listening today and you can relate to wanting to be more than words on a stage, if you're listening to this today and you're realizing that you have a platform, whether that's your Instagram, your podcast, or even, you know, being somebody that the people in your local community look up to. And you want to do something bigger. You want to create change. You want to create impact with your access. And you're privileged to even have the level of influence enough to have these platforms, these stages, these followers. You're not alone. It's something that's on the radar of all of us right now is how can we use our voice and step up to facilitate changes in our world If you're listening and you can relate to Vision's fear of showing up and selling right now, I want you to know that you're not alone. Many of us are in this place right now. Even I personally have struggled with this. And I'm going to say this is exactly why we don't do this work alone. There's so much power that can come from accountability can come from deeper and meaningful conversation, can come from friendship and being on this journey with other people together that are not going to let you hide for too long, you know, are not going to watch you use your platform in a way that doesn't feel aligned with your values. And if you're in this place and you can relate to wanting that level of support from others who are going to cheer you on and root for you and encourage you to step up, call you up to be the person that you know you were meant here to be, then Pause in the Play the Community was made just for you. It's the exact place that you belong. In Pause in the Play the Community, we have people from all different backgrounds because we value diversity. Everything from business owners with a team to solopreneurs to poets to writers to authors. We have everything from product-based businesses that go into culinary arts to fashion designers. It's a safe space for all and we invite so much diversity of thoughts, of industry, of career, and even of amount of years in business. We have people in the room that are just getting started with their business and people that have been in it for many, many years, over 10, and are highly, highly successful six-figure business owners. Because when you have that diversity of industry, 
that diversity of gender, that diversity of ethnic background, you create diversity of thought. And diversity of thought allows us to see things in new, innovative ways to push and propel us forward, to get to that next place we've always wanted to be. And I won't lie to you, one of the biggest values of our community, Flaunt Your Fire's joint venture with Erica Corday, Pause in the Play, is diversity. It's one of our key values because we know that diversity can create so much richness. And we do talk about diversity, equity, inclusion. We talk about things like Black Lives Matter. Right now we're amongst um, Pride Month. And so we're talking about things like that too. And we're also bringing in some really cool conversations and trainings and coaching calls to push you forward. This isn't just conversation. It's conversation followed with action because action is where the real change happens. We would love to have you in the room. And I will also say that we have an application process because we really do value our space saying safe. So if you're someone who is interested in joining a community that is going to support you along your journey and make sure that you are still selling at a time like this without seeming tone deaf, you are still showing up and getting visible and getting new opportunities for you and your brand, head on over to pauseintheplay.com community and fill out our application today. And I can assure you, that you will find so much safety, so much comfort, and just enough risk, just enough trying something new to take you places that you never even imagined going. All right, that's it for this episode. Again, I'm going to encourage you to head over to pauseintheplay.com, the community, and join us. Fill out your application today. And I'm also going to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. We have some amazing episodes coming and we're really starting to bring on some diverse guests. So I think you'll really have a lot of takeaways from hearing stories from different backgrounds and different industries and really getting that insider look at that diversity of thought that is so important when we're stepping out into putting ourselves out there in the world and really breaking down what do we believe in what do we stand for how do we want to bring these things into our business and really you know what is the fire that we're actually trying to flaunt (laughs) so i want to thank you for being on this journey with me and if you're new here thank you for subscribing see you soon Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. 
having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?